I was thinking about being Memorial Day and, um, and, and then we have graduates that are graduating. We have people that are leaving and we have people that are coming in that are brand new. And it seems like there's so many seasons of life, isn't there, that you, you can experience. And what I want to do today is real quickly just share with you my heart about what I feel that it fits for everyone in this room is I ask you, and I know that the Lord does too, you need to finish well. Would you say that with me? Finish well. I was thinking about Saul in the Old Testament, and he had a problem with arrogance, and God didn't like that in 1 Samuel 15. Saul actually started as king. He started well, but he didn't finish well. But then in the New Testament, there's another gentleman by the name of Saul, whose name got changed later, Saul of Tarsus. Now, he started off very badly. He persecuted the people that believed in Jesus. But what was amazing, his life got turned around and he finished well. He finished well as the great Apostle Paul. Which leads me to say this, it's more important to finish well than to start well. You may have had a bad start on your walk with Christ, but I encourage you to keep on keeping on, as the old timers say, and doing what is right and finish well. Finish well. So how can we make sure we finish well? Well, Proverbs 12, it tells us about this. And I'm going to pull out some scripture. And I I want to give some first practical advice and then some spiritual advice. Um, What does a righteous life look like? How do you finish well? Number one, listen to parental advice. That would be the first thing I would say. How many in your lifetime... Did not listen to your parents and you wish to the good Lord that you had listened to them? Can I get a, will anybody be honest with a show of hands? Like, I wouldn't pull that that you're getting ready to pull. Why not? It looks like a weed and you pull it. It's poison ivy. Let's pull it if you want to. There's things that your parents know that you shouldn't do. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 13 and 1, a wise child heeds a parent's instruction. A wise child heeds a parent's instruction. So honoring parents is on the top of God's priorities. The second thing I would say is guard your lips. Can I get a good amen? Amen. Verse 3 of Proverbs 12. Those who guard their lips guard their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. You can never overestimate and you can never forget the importance of your words and how important it is to control the tongue. The Bible says it's a hard thing to do, isn't it? We will agree with the Bible on that. Did your parents ever tell you, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it? Mark Twain once said, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. So... Maybe we want to listen to Mark Twain as well. The third thing I would tell, and especially to those who are young, work hard. Work hard. Work, yeah, it's a four-letter word, but it's a blessed four-letter word. In fact, Adam worked before the fall in the garden. He, he worked in the garden. Verse 4 of Proverbs 12 says, The desires of the diligent, they are fully satisfied. 
there, there is nothing like when you have finished a job and it is done correctly and it feels so good. This, this is what God has put in us. Work is a blessing. And success actually can be hard work. It requires this perseverance. Winston Churchill said, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. I like that too, don't you? And the other thing I would say, and and especially if you're graduating or if no matter what stage of life, be a person of integrity. Be a person of integrity. Verse 6 says, righteousness guards the person of integrity. And here's the thing about integrity. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. doesn't mean that. It simply means be honest. Be honest. Be real. Be authentic. I, I, I don't appreciate people who put on and put on and act like something they're not. And you see them on Facebook a lot and they act like the world is a dream and that their life is just a fairy tale and come to find out it, they were miserable. It was all a facade. And I, I would implore to tell everyone, be a person of integrity. Be honest. Be real. Don't you love people like that? But then there's also a spiritual application that I would want to share with you. And it has to deal with spiritual warfare. And uh, first, uh, actually, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare, they're not of the flesh. But they have divine power to destroy strongholds. So I want us on this Memorial Day weekend to to fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Because in our lives, we are faced with battles. And the enemy does not want us to finish well. He wants us to mess up. And his goal is to kill, steal, and destroy. And he masquerades as light and... All he is is about darkness. In Ephesians 6, it tells us to put on this armor, this whole armor of God to be protected. But here's what I want to tell you. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. You do not have to be afraid of him. I want you to leave here today like you're ready to go bear hunting with a switch. That you can take on anything that comes your way. So that you have confidence while you are in this battle. God has given us some weapons to finish well. And here's one of them. It is the name of Jesus. We've been singing about it this morning, haven't we? The name of Jesus. It's a powerful weapon. Remember when in Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 19, the 72 that that Jesus sent out came back after they had ministered among the people. And they came back with joy and they said, Wow, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And I always find humor in the Word of God. And, and, and here's what Jesus says. He, he replied, well, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I'm glad you got to minister well on earth. I saw him fall from heaven. And he says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes. Now, who gave the authority? Jesus. He says, I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And those are demonic metaphors. To overcome the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Can I get a good amen, somebody? 
Listen to this. We want to see how powerful the name of Jesus is. Philippians 2 and 10. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. That means anything up there, anything here, and anything down there. Everybody's going to bow. So you might as well bow now. Bow down, bow down, bow down. Y'all don't know that song? Never mind. You might as well bow at the feet of Jesus. The name of Jesus is like wearing a badge here, like you're a state officer. And it gives you authority that other people do not have. You wear this badge, you have a gun on one side, you have a radio on the other. And when that kind of person walks up to the car, you treat them differently, don't you? As you should. Because they are in authority. Now, if you're driving the car and you see those lights flashing behind you, there's trembling, isn't there? When those lights come on. But I'm here to tell you, you've got to use it because the devils tremble. Because they know there's power in the name of Jesus. So use that name. When you pray, you say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Use that. That is a powerful weapon. Another one is the blood of Jesus. Everyone say the blood. Revelation 12 and 11. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Why is the cross so powerful? It's because sin is what gives the enemy power. And Jesus already paid for all our sins. It is the ultimate defeat. So if you want to make the devil mad, just remind him of the blood of Jesus. Remind him of the cross. He already paid for our sin. The third thing that that we have as a weapon is the word of God, Quentin. The word of God, your treasure. It is the treasure. When, When Jesus was fighting the devil in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, at, the, at that temptation, he was modeling for us, three. there was three temptations, and he used three Bible verses that counteracted what the devil was trying to do. Use the word of God when you are attacked. This is called the sword of the spirit. And in Ephesians 6, it's your only offensive weapon. So... You have to know your Bible. And this is why I tell you to get up every morning, read for five minutes, get some praise and worship for five minutes, and pray for five minutes. Get your day started right. Wake up in the morning and find you some swords that you can use for that day. Like if you're fighting battles, Romans 8 and 37, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. If you have money issues, Philippians 4 and 19, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches. Aren't you glad for that? If you're facing fear, if you're afraid, Psalm 27, 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Good word. Read your Bible. Not to check off that you read your Bible that morning, but to think, oh, I know where I can use that scripture today. I'm going to mark that one down. In fact, I'm going to write that down and put it on my bathroom window. Mirror. 
If you get sick, Psalm 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Get these words and speak them in your life. Amen. When you go to the dentist, quote, crown him with many crowns. Or Psalm 81, open wide thy mouth and I will fill it. I'm just kidding. There are scriptures in your life for the battles that you're facing. And here's the last one. Use praise as a weapon. Use praise as a weapon. It paves the way for God's power to be displayed. And then miracles happen. I've seen lives be changed during praise and worship, where there's something about it, and it's so powerful. When, when, when you look at Acts 16, verse 25, about midnight, everyone say midnight. Wow. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and they're, they're in jail at this point. And the prisoners were all listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison was shaken, and immediately... All the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. In other words, chains break when you begin to praise him. And do you know what was amazing? Is that night the jailer and all his family came to know Christ. I love that. Don't forget to praise even in the midst of the pain that you're going through. Because you want to finish well. 2 Timothy 4 and 7 and 8 says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And now there's in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So wherever you are at life, maybe you're graduating from high school or college, Maybe you're exploring new possibilities in life. Maybe you're, you're new on your spiritual journey. You're just getting started. Or maybe you're a longtime soldier of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter where you are. I encourage you today to finish well. To finish well. I'm going to ask you to stand with me right now. And I want to pray. And some of you, go ahead and let's stand all over the place, all over the room. And I want us to bow our heads right now. And I want us to look inwardly. And I want us to just ask God, Lord, what here inside of me do I need that needs to be forgiven? What, what inside of here, Lord, needs to be broken out of my life? Because you are the one who are able to do miracles. So I use the name of Jesus. And I speak this prayer in the name of Jesus. And by the blood of Jesus, Lord, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. All my sin. Hallelujah. And the word of Jesus. Your word says you loved me so much that you gave your only son. That if I would believe in you, I would not perish, but have everlasting life. So I thank you. As I begin to just praise and to worship you. Like what happened 
when God's people began to praise on that seventh day around the walls of Jericho, they lifted up a shout and the walls come tumbling down. I thank you, Lord. Thank you that we have access to these weapons that we can finish well. And for those who haven't started on their journey, Lord, we know what you've done for us. You you died on a cross and you rose again. And we believe. We speak that. Our words are so important. So we speak in the name of Jesus. Those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Would you say that with me? Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And there is no other. There is no other. You are the one and only true God. And so today, with this confession of our faith, we thank you for this salvation. Enemy, I want to remind you that we have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. And when God sees us, He sees His righteousness. You can bring up our past, but let me remind you of your future. You are already defeated. And we thank you, God, for this opportunity, these moments just like so many soldiers in so many wars who finished well fighting a good fight. Spiritually, God, may we do the same. Fight this good fight of faith. And we will praise you and know that our God will be glorified in our praise.